Hey y'all, Math Mama here. Uh, listen, before we get into the episode, I just wanted to say something really quickly. I personally am not a therapist. I'm not a counselor, a pastor, a leader, a mental health coach, or specialist. I'm simply a single mom who's been navigating the waters of mom life, and I'm sharing my experience based on that. I am personally pursuing a fulfilled life as a single mom, and I'm encouraging other single moms to do the same. If you need the assistance of a mental health coach or professional, I implore you to go and seek that professional help out today, like immediately, like pause here and then go find what you need. You deserve to live a life fulfilled, full of happiness, and you deserve all of the assistance and help that you need. Okay, mama? All right, now we can get into the episode. Hey mama, this is Kiara and welcome to the Raising These Babies podcast. I'm so excited that you're here today. Raising These Babies is all about empowering single moms with information, inspiration, and motivation. It's where we share our stories, tips, and resources to help each other on this single mom journey, no matter where we are. If you're new here, welcome. If you're an old friend, welcome back. I hope you find a safe space here, mama. Ready? Let's get into today's episode. Hey, mama. So today we're going to talk about what it looks like to reignite your creativity or stoking the flames. A lot of times as moms, we are, you know, we're doing the things right. And there's levels of creativity and innovation that we have to employ because we're moms, right? We're single moms. we got to make the things happen. Baby need, you know, baby needs a, a, a new outfit for, for, for a dance or uh, a baby needs school supplies or there's always something that, you know, baby needs a school project done. And it's like 10 o'clock at night and the project due in the morning. You're like, wow, you waited till now to tell me. <laughs> So there's always a level of ingenuity and creativity that we have that we use for our babies. But what about the creativity for yourself? Like what what part of your creative being have you allowed to die because you thought being a mom required that you focus completely on your kids and not pay any attention to yourself? We're going to talk about that today. So I like to, to I like to call this episode stoking the flame, right? Because as as a as a mom, as a being as a human, as a person, and especially as a woman, there's a level of creativity that we've been gifted that God has given us that, that's innate. I mean, just off the strength that we make babies, like we house babies, there is no greater form of creativity than being able to make a liver and lungs and a brain and a nose and fingers and toes. Like, like, we partner with God in this amazing creative process, but that's not the extent of your creativity. That's not where it starts, nor is that where it stops. There are other gifts and and things inside of you that I need you to explore. Like I need you to understand and and or or tap back into. Like where are those journals you wrote all those ideas down in? Where's the where the 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 songs you sung? Where the where the where's the poetry you wrote? Where's the business idea you you wrote down on in that notebook? Like pull that notebook out, pull it out the back of the closet, pull up them notes on your phone. The ideas that you wrote down, pull those things out. We're going to talk about that today. We're going to talk about what it looks like to stoke the flame. So as a creative, I'm usually inspired by like a gang of things. I do, I'm a creative to the bone. Whether I, and and the thing is my creativity just doesn't extend to like 
um, create crafting, right? Like it's not just creative things. When my when my oldest one was small, I was making beaded jewelry, like hand woven beaded jewelry. I still have earrings in my closet to this day that I made 15 years ago. Um, when when she before before she was even around, I, my grandmother. I grew up creative, so I grew up in East New York, Brooklyn. I lived in a project. Shout out to Pink Houses. I grew. I lived in a project, and we were not wealthy. We were not rich. We weren't even well off by any step, by any stretch of the imagination. But our lack birthed this level of creativity in us that made me like I went to the high school of fashion industry because of my creativity. My grandmother was a seamstress. She knew how to sew. She then passed some of that on to me. I picked it up and then went to the high school of fashion industries and took it further. Right. And so I've always been a creative person whether it was making clothes, jewelry, um, art, books, whatever. I've always been a creative person. And so um, I like to do all of the things. Even now, I'd still do all of the things. As we speak, I'm making earrings. As we speak, I've just drafted a pattern to make some cute turbans for myself and my daughters. Even as we speak, right? Like I'm just, I'm like, oh, I have in my, in my head, there's an idea to make a new, cause I'm a homeschool mom too. So there's a, there's an idea in my head to make a new homeschool board so I can homeschool my two youngest children and make it fun and creative, you know, came up like, like I've come, I'm coming up with fun ideas to, to go on dates with my children. Cause I go on dates with my kids, each of them. I, I saw this idea for, for how to do the dates on, on, um, on TikTok. So like my daughter's birthday is on the 9th of May. My son's birthday is on the 25th of July. My daughter, my youngest is on the 12th of October. And so, um, I take up. So now the, the goal is to take them on dates on the, uh, every month on the day they were born. So every ninth, I'm going out on a date with my, my oldest, every 25th, I'm going out on a date with my son, every 12th, I'm going out on a date with the baby. But like then creating fun ideas that I know they will love, speaking their love language and creating whole events around that. Like I'm just a creative person in that regard. But so are you. You are a creative person too, mama. You are a wealth of wisdom, knowledge, ideas, innovation, activation. You are, you're full of it. It's, it's bubbling out of you. Now, whether you suppress it or not to work on a job or whether you allow people to pay you to ignore it, aka your nine to five, that's a whole nother story, but we're going to talk about what it looks like to stoke that flame. And so um, for me personally, I can be inspired by something as small as like the decorations on a kid's shirt. No cap. I could be inspired by the color of an eyeshadow or nail polish. Like I was watching, I was watching a preacher. Uh, he was revealing like a, a on Facebook, he was showing us a, a newly renovated bathroom and the color orange that he used, I was like, oh, that would be a dope nail polish color. So then I went to the store and looked for it because I'm like, that would be an amazing nail polish color. But I also have a whole, like I have a, I have a nail polish, like gel nail polish collection. Like I could legit run a nail salon out of my house because I just need to be able to have the creativity at my fingertips at all time. And so I was like, I'm just going to make that color. And I did. <laughs> um, but I'm also inspired by um, watching other people be like administratively gifted. Like I have some beastie administrator friends. And so I look at them and I'm just like, they inspire me to create things, watching them create systems and operations. And it, it just inspires me to be like, oh, I need to like, so then I'm, so then the organizational piece comes in. Or if I'm, if I'm teaching my children, if I'm homeschooling my children and I think of something or, or they say something, or I see something on, on, on YouTube, when we're watching educational videos, it'll inspire me to create a thing. But you're the same way, mama. 
you are the same way it's in there you just have to you need to stop ignoring it tap into it pull that thing to the surface and let it be the the the, the let it be the sail that 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 drives your boat right so a lot of us sometimes we get jobs because we have to it's a necessity we're the breadwinners for our family we're taking care of our children and it's necessary for us to pay the bills but don't pay yourself to let your dreams die like don't pay your dream to die if that makes any sense and so you're working it's not a five and yeah you're making good money or you might not be but you're also neglecting your dream so how do you how do you stoke the flames how do you start again how do you how do you even know that you've let your dream die right <laughs> like so so have you ever so I, I may not be the only one have you ever like been somewhere or seen someone doing something or seen someone singing like if you're a singer you see someone singing and it almost builds this level of like excitement in your heart or the opposite it breeds this level of like anger or disdain or jealousy even that either of either in either direction that's a hint that you let a dream in that area or in that arena in that or around that vicinity in the vicinity of that particular gift that you're watching you've let that dream die and you're resentful for it. You don't want to live a life of resent though because you'll eventually start blaming them babies for the dreams that, that weren't realized and you don't want to do that. You don't want your children to think that having babies stops your dream. I saw a video on Instagram and this little girl was like, well, she wasn't a little girl. She was like a teenager. She's like, you guys, sometimes sometimes my you, when you guys say things, it makes me feel like I'm a burden to you. So I, I'm... I'm now making a plan to get out of your house so that I'm not a burden to you anymore. You don't want the babies to feel like that. And you have, but but pursuing your dreams, pursuing your goals, stoking the flames, reigniting your creativity is going to help you with not making your babies feel like they're a burden for their existence. So, um, like my children will laugh at me, honestly, because... <laughs> There's a uh, there's a there's this rendition of Baby Shark, which also inspires me. I know most people hate Baby Shark. Um, I like Baby Shark. Anyway, there's a rendition of Baby Shark where there's a grandma shark. And when grandma shark comes on the screen, I literally stop because she has on a lipstick. And it's like it's like this pinky purpley color. It's so it's so dope. And to so much so to the degree that I left the room while they were watching Baby Shark and went into my bedroom into my makeup area and like was playing with lipsticks to try to recreate baby shark grandma or grandma sharks <laughs> grandma shark's lipstick and my kids were like wow ma really like you you want a lipstick like grandma shark and I do because I'm just things like that inspire me I'm inspired by all the things um but even in all of that there are times when my creativity takes a hit um the quarantine held a brief season where my creativity struggled um, I'm currently part of a writing group and, and I run a business and, and homeschooling and virtual learning and all these other things. Um, so my creativity is extremely important, but there, even when there was a, uh, uh, like a four year stint where I was struggling with depression and my creativity took a hit. Um, and so in the area, so I want to, I want to spend the rest of this podcast talking about what to do when your creativity takes a hit. Um. I've been talking for a little while now, so we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about what it looks like to reignite your creativity after it's taken a hit. We'll be back. 
Are you a black mom influencer, entrepreneur, or content creator who's looking to grow your influence or scale your business? What if I told you that there's a group of black mom influencers and business owners that can help you in growing, monetizing, and finding your voice? A group that has a wealth of knowledge and is there for you whenever you need discussions, advice, or suggestions. I want to invite you to become a member of the Black Mom Tent community. For just $3 a month, you have access to so much. Black Mom Tent has assembled a group of influencers and entrepreneurs in different niches that cover various areas of interest. These influential women are sharing their experience with hands-on tips and advice in creating engaging content and getting more followers. From post-engagement strategy, to classes on monetizing your account, to even support with building your own community and group, Black Mom Tent is perfect for you. It's time to level up in every way and Black Mom Tent can help you do just that. You can follow Black Mom Tent on Instagram and TikTok and join our Facebook group under the same name. We can't wait for you to join us. All right, and we're back. So we are today, we're talking about stoking the flame or reigniting your creativity and what it looks like to reignite your creativity after it takes a hit. So in the last segment, we talked about um, there are times when you, the, the kind of, the the kind of per- people that we are as women, we're just naturally creative. We're natural creators. Um, we we can build and create and craft a thing almost out of thin air. That's just how we were wired. That's how God wired us. But there are instances where that creativity takes a hit, be it depression, be it the pandemic. Um, at this point, I don't even know if we can call this a pandemic anymore because it's still out here. We might as well call it an endemic because it's just here. Um, this up, this, this pending recession that's on the horizon. Um, there are instances of the, 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 the loss of a loved one, the end of a relationship, the loss of a job, uh, changing your health or circumstances, financial circumstances, anything can take, uh, the air out of your creativity. And so I want to spend some time talking about what it, what the things that you can do to reignite your creativity after it takes a hit. The first thing mama you can do after your creativity creativity pardon me takes a hit is rest I know that's a that's almost a curse word to some of us because as mamas we always got to go 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 wake the kids up get them dressed take them to school da 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 make the breakfast look at the check the homework make them make, uh, go to work talk to the boss create the systems make the meetings go to child go to go to child care talk to the child care provider co-parent it's so many things that we have to do on a regular basis we if, if no one has a to-do list a mile long a single mama has a to-do list that's a mile long however there comes a time where you have to stop, not just for the sake of, of your children, but you have to replenish yourself. So if you have a car or a cell phone or anything that requires fuel or some level of battery operation, you have to at some point stop using that thing and put it on the charger when it is reached. Either put the phone in the charger or put more gas in the car or even, that's a bad analogy. Here's a better one. Your car has an engine. And in order for that car to run smoothly and run well, the engine has to be regularly serviced. You don't turn the car on and then get out of the car and then leave it running all night long. You turn it off. After you get out of the car and you've you reached your destination, you turn the car off and you let it rest until you need it again. It That way the battery doesn't die. You know what I mean? The engine is not shot. You, you take care of the car so that you can actually 
continue to drive it. You want the car to last a while. Nobody, no one wants to buy a car every year. I mean, unless you got it like that. But for most of us, the majority of the free world, <laughs> we don't have money to be buying cars every single year. And so you take care of the car. Well, it's the same thing with yourself, mama. You have to take care of you. You have to get rest. I know it's kind of hard, especially if you're a mom of multiples like I am, or if you're a mom of an, if you're a brand new mom, even it's really hard to get rest, but you have to carve out time to rest. My create my creativity takes a huge hit when I'm not well rested. So does every, so does my parenting as a whole, to be honest. I, I tell my children, do not ask me questions when I'm sleepy or when I am asleep. Like I'm, I'm not coherent. I can be very snippy, snappy, angry. And if you wake me up out of a sleep to ask me about fruit snacks, I'm, I'm generally looking like, yo, what is wrong with you? Why would you wake me up to ask me about fruit snacks? Like you couldn't hold off until like I, I would have been done sleeping in like 45 minutes. You don't have to. You know what I mean? Like, but I know that my creativity takes a hit when I'm not well rested. Um, usually it's because I'm either burning the candle at both ends or I'm mentally exhausted. But I, when I, when I get to the point where I realize I'm either irritable or I'm not creating, cause when I'm not creating, I get super frustrated. So like I have to, like, I have to, what they say, halt, uh, what is the, what is the acronym? Halt is when you're hungry, angry, lonely, or tired. Like don't make any decisions in those instances. And so after I halt, there's a, there's some questions I have to ask myself to know whether or not I am overworked and need rest. The first question I ask myself is who are the top five people in my text message log? Because usually the people I'm sharing, the people I'm texting are the people I talk to on a regular basis or people who are occupying large amounts of my time. And if the majority of the conversation I'm having in text is not fueling me or building me or or or, or encouraging me in any way, it's probably aiding in my exhaustion. So I'm a part of like a couple of group chats group chats with with other friends of mine who are creatives and I'm you know I have a whatsapp group with a couple of my friends and they're just we we're sharing ideas we're talking we're um running things by each other and that helps fuel my creativity you know what I mean um the other thing I ask myself is who are the what were the last phone calls I answered the last five phone calls I answered let me tell you something it's okay to let people go to voicemail I spend so much time answering questions. There was a season in my life, I should say, where I spent so much time answering questions and fielding questions and trying to defuse arguments and trying to people please and hopping from foot to foot trying to get people to to accept or feel a way about whatever that I ended up exhausting myself. It was literally one of the most frustrating seasons of my life. And so I started I started not answering the phone. Literally, people would call me and I'm just not going to answer the phone. I would leave my phone in a whole nother room and walk away from the phone, like put it on silent and then walk away from the phone so that I wouldn't have to answer any questions from anybody or answer any phone calls because it was aiding in my inability to rest. I don't take phone calls after a certain time. And I've had people who, who had issues with that because it was almost effective immediately. Like I don't take phone calls after 10. If you're not one of my children or in an emergency dire situation, meaning you have been arrested, you are in the hospital, you have been like harmed, you are bleeding or on fire. Outside of that, I'm don't call me after 10. I'm not going to end. You could even see me, you could see me online, but I'm not answering my phone after 10 p.m. Whatever you have to say to me, if it cannot, if you don't get it in by 10, it will have to wait until 9 a.m. the next day because that's when I'm going to pick up my phone again. 
And then the final question is what deadlines am I facing or what projects have I just completed? Because some of us are addicted to the adrenaline of going back, of doing back to back to back to back large projects. And so like, let's say you complete a big thing and you're on the adrenaline high of that. So you're like, I'm gonna go right into the next thing. No, 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 no. If you just finished a large project or did or, or finished some sort of large goal, you need to take a break at least for 48 hours. You need to take, take an, at least a 48 hour break. So if you just, cause I mean, imagine running a marathon, like imagine running an entire marathon and then leaving the marathon and then going to the gym or leaving that marathon and then going home and cooking a four course meal. Absolutely not. You just ran a marathon. Go sit down. First of all, get some water. Second of all, find somebody who's going to massage your legs because they probably on fire right now. And then thirdly, you need to sleep. You need to spend the next two to three days resting. Well, it's the same when you complete large projects. The next, as, When you finish that project, take a breather. Take a rest. You don't have to go right into the next thing. Like, nah, chill out. Take a minute. Okay. Asking myself these questions is usually what helps me find the source of my exhaustion. And then once I find the culprit, I address it accordingly. And so I'd like to encourage you uh, to do the same. Okay, the next thing I do is declutter. Let me tell you something about me. Fun fact about Key. I do Fun Fact Fridays over on TikTok. Fun fact about me, I do not do well with clutter. I honestly... If I, if I have to shoot a pot, if I have to record something or write something or do something and there are dishes in my sink, I literally, all I can think about are the dishes in my sink. I can't even focus. I can't even sleep if there are dishes in my sink. Like if the house is like, so my kids, you know, I I allow them to play freely in, in our, in my house. Um, so they're usually toys all over the place at the end of the day. There's toys in the living room. My son likes to make makeshift drums. He likes to disassemble everything in my house and turn it into his own makeshift drum set. Um, we live in an apartment, so I can't get him a full fledged drum set because my neighbors would be livid. And I'm trying to teach them consideration for the people who you occupy space with, right? Or who you share space with. And these walls are not thick enough to have a drum set. So we don't have a full fledged drum set, but that does not stop my child <laughs> huh, from taking everything in my home and taking apart random things in my home and making a makeshift drum set. So at the end of the day, there's like a makeshift drum set in the middle of the floor. There's toy cars there's a doll there's a bassinet there's toy food there's a basketball hoop like the house looks like it's been lived in however if i'm going to focus or be comfortable in any way it cannot remain that way i mean and i know some moms are just like listen it's okay to sit down you don't have to do dishes when the kid you know you don't have when the kids are down you don't have like you can just chill i I can't chill. I don't have any chill in that area, in that regard. When I see the dishes or the house looking a mess, I can't even write. Like, I can't think. And so, for me, clutter is a no-go. Like, if I see clutter in the in, in my crib, it's like, nah, we got to get rid of this. I am known to look at a thing and then just wake up one day and be like, we finna overhaul all of this. And literally pull everything into the middle of the floor. Everybody dive in. You get to choose five items that we're keeping. Everything else is either getting donated or thrown in the trash because I just don't do clutter. Um, and so (laughs) to that, to that end, um, I, I, I have to make sure even when I do like, so when I do laundry, I, I wash it, I wash it, dry it, fold it and put it away. I can't leave it out. 
I can't, I can't, I cannot pass go. I cannot collect $200. I have to declutter. Now that may not be a testimony, but what about the clutter in your heart? What about the clutter in your mind? What about the clutter in your spirit? What's, what is hindering you? And of course you can, how, how can it be clutter in your heart? Easy. Are there any unchecked feelings, unchecked emotions, unforgiveness, um, any, any anim, feelings of animosity toward friends, parents, whatever, is that in your heart? What about in your mind? Worries, fears, uh, what ifs, people pleasing, uh, trying to see yourself through the lens of other people or worrying about how you look to other people or thoughts and ideologies that you used to hold that you know, that no longer serve you or even um, things people have said to you, things people have said about you, uh, things people have tried to pass on to you, whether it be your parents or family members. Because how many of us, how many of y'all know um, mamas that our moms have this ability to say a thing and that thing sticks to us like, like al dente spaghetti to a wall. And you're like, I don't even want to believe this, but it's, it's, it's almost in you. It almost like just seeps into your skin and, and or into your bloodstream. And now you're like 10, 12 years later, the thing your mom said is replaying in your head. And you're like, yo, I can't like, I don't even want, I don't want to believe this about myself, but like, it's kind of like stuck in your head. So you have to declutter your head in that regard. Um, and so the same way I clean up the toys, wash the dishes, do all of the things before I even sit down to write, what, I need you to take inventory of the, the intrusive thoughts in your head, the, the, the emotions in your heart, um, the things that even were set up in your spirit, whether it was by your, your ex or the father of your children, he may have, he uh, he may have said some things that that stuck with you that resonated with you especially if he was a narcissist he probably said some things that are like literally strongholds in your life so it's time to declutter it's time to declutter in that regard mama hold on um something else i also believe in so in terms of decluttering your head your mind your heart your spirit i do something called a health check right health is of course an acronym i create acronyms like this a lot in my head for the record so the health check how is my heart my emotions my attitude my living space um my thoughts and my household so it's my head emotions attitude um my living space my thoughts um and my emotions i'm no l stands for something other than what i'm telling you i know it's not living space i'm gonna find the acronym but in any event i do full health checks right and so like, I have to think, okay, how's my head today? What are the thoughts in my head? And I write them down. Are, what, are they good thoughts? Are they bad thoughts? If they're bad thoughts, why do I think them? Who told, were they told to me? Is this something I believe? Is this something from my childhood? I need to peel through this. My emotions, are they, what, how do I am I feeling at this exact moment? Why am I feeling that way? Well, what are the things that triggered, if it's negative, what are the things that triggered that? If it's positive, well, what are the things that triggered that? How did I get to this current state at this moment? Um, my attitude. Well, my attitude is a result of my my emotions in my heart or what's in my head and my heart. So if I'm acting a certain way, I got to double back. Well, how am I? If I'm acting this way, it's because my emotions are away. And if my emotions are this way, it's because in my head something is playing on loop that might not be healthy or beneficial. Um, My... uh my living space, my, 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 my household. Like I have to, so I, I literally do health checks on myself at least once a week because here's the thing, because I was in such, because I was in depression for, pardon me, for a long time, that thing literally almost had me in a catatonic state. 
I was operating, I was functional, but I was not moving in any direction. I was literally just going through the motions day to day, almost on autopilot. Wake up, take care of the kids, cook, clean, work, go to bed. Wake up, take care of the kids, cook, clean, go to bed. Missing opportunities, missing deadlines, missing things, missing life because I hadn't done an assessment on my head, my heart, my emotions, my thoughts, my household. Because here's the thing, mama, you are the thermostat for your household. You're the one who sets the temperature. So if it's hot, it's because you're hot. And if it's cold, it's because you're cold. And if it's out of whack, well, you have the ability. You are the one, mama. In your hand is the power to recalibrate the house to the temperature conducive to both you and them babies that you're raising. So do regular health checks um, on your heart, on your head. Declutter your space, right? Because that's that's how I declutter. And then, of course, get rest. Um, We're going to take another quick break. And then when we come back... We're going to talk about the last two things I do to reignite my creativity or to stoke the fire of my creativity. As a black woman, meeting new people can be daunting, especially if you are or have been isolated or you live in an area with a small African-American population. Black women are so nuanced, multifaceted, layered, and just beautifully complex. We're mothers, daughters, sisters, friends, mentors, leaders, and there are still so many other spaces we occupy. You can find our thumbprint in virtually every area of society. And even with all that we do, sometimes finding healthy community can be difficult, especially post-pandemic. The Medikina app is the only free app created for Black women by Black women with our interests positioned at center stage. Medikina brings Black professionals, moms, entrepreneurs, therapists, fitness authorities, and so much more under one umbrella. By offering a streamlined platform for networking, skill sharing, local events, meetups, and more, you'll find just the right blend of all the things that you love to do. Make sure to download the Medikina app today. You can find it on Google Play or in your app store. Okay, we are back for the final segment of Raising These Babies. Today we're talking about stoking the flame or rekindling the creativity. As moms, our creativity is literally ingrained in us. It's woven in our DNA, but oftentimes we neglect that, especially after having children. We neglect the creativity for ourselves. We only employ our creativity when it comes to our children. But I want to challenge you today. The same level of creativity you use when you're helping baby boy with his with his after school project or with the project that do that's like 50% of his grade the same creativity you find when you need to get baby girl that dress for the school dance because she want to be cute for with all her other little friends the same creativity you use to be able to whip up a meal with $20 or to go to the store with $20 and create a meal that lasts three or four days I need you to use that same creativity in your own life and when I say in your own life I mean with your dreams your goals your those things that inspire you it's time to use your creativity on you mama and so today we're going to talk. We're talking about reigniting the flame. So I talked about, of course, um, resting. That's a form of reigniting your creativity, and then decluttering. Because sometimes we allow so many things to kind of invade our space that they're literal like mental boxes piled up to the ceiling in our minds and in our hearts, and we can't see through that stuff to actually be able to create. Because there's so many other things getting in the way of that level of creativity. 
Another thing, after you declutter, decompress. Now, here's the thing. I used to, when I first got to uh, Georgia, I worked for several large corporations. And when I used to work for Emory, which Emory was a really, really good job. I worked at Emory. Um, no shade. It was actually a really great job. But when I would, I was a, a um, call center agent. And so I was talking on the phone for like eight hours a day, every day. I was taking like, 40 at first it started off with like 30 to 40 calls and it was like 40 to 50 calls and I remember at one point I was taking like 80 calls because I was working for four different call centers from my desk so on the way home I had to decompress that mean I was not answering any phone calls because I don't want to talk to anybody and I didn't even get on the highway I took the side streets home every day so <laughs> Emory's headquarters are like in Decatur I would take I would take I live in Gwinnett County I would leave I would come from Decatur to Gwinnett on all the side streets listening to music because that's how I decompressed because once I got out of the car I had to go get my baby I had to go get my babies because at that point I had two children so I would have to go get my babies from daycare and they cannot know that my day was hard that I got cursed out by somebody in a dermatology a dermatology patient because they wanted a prescription that I could not give them or I got yelled at uh, by my superior, one of my superiors, because I made a mistake on a chart, and that mistake could have possibly co- like I could. They can't know any of that. That's not their responsibility. So I had to decompress because when we got home, what if we, we want to play a board game? What if like and it helped, but that level of decompression helped me to be able to create because on the ride home, as I'm listening to my music, as I'm driving on all the side streets, and I'm seeing people and I'm seeing things because, like I said before, I'm inspired by just every and anything right that the, and we'll talk about later um the over process the over over stimu- over being overstimulated because as a creative we're where all, all things stimulate us right and so a lot of times when you're overstimulated it just it gets cluttered and convoluted and you're like stressed out or anxious or like just jittery or whatever the case may be we'll talk about that in a different episode um but definitely you definitely need to decompress now that I'm at home and I'm a work from home mom and I'm a stay at home mom and I'm a homeschool mom, I have something called mommy hours. So like my children go down between like 7.30 and 9, depending on the day, if we've gone out, if we're at church, if we went to dinner, whatever the case may be, if bath time ran late. But between 7.30 and 9 p.m. is bedtime, right? Like, like I said, depending on the day. After nine though, those are mommy hours. And that's when I decompress. Like no one, I, I'm not answering my phone. I, if I choose to answer my phone, I will. But whoever it is has between nine and 10 to talk to me. But I take that time for my, during mommy hours to decompress. I watch something on TV. My favorite genre of all things is comedy. So I'm watching something funny. I'm eating something good. I'm drinking something delicious. Um, and I'm enjoying my time decompressing because when I wake up in the morning, I'm back in mommy mode, right? I'm back in mommy mode. I'm back in entrepreneur mode. I'm back in boss mode. I'm back in business mode. And so I need to decompress for the sake of my sanity and my creativity. Because if I don't decompress, if I just go down and come back, like if I just, once I, you know, sometimes you're so exhausted, you just put the kids down and you go back that you go right to sleep with them. Well, that that doesn't work for me. And I don't know if that works for you, but that doesn't work for me. And so when I wake up the next day, if I've just went to sleep and not taken the time to decompress, I wake up almost like in knots, like I feel the tension in my body. So I have to do I have to decompress. And I encourage you to do the same. You can't just you can't neglect your own mind, heart and emotions. Um and as single mamas, we are 
we are good for that. It's like, oh, I'll get to it tomorrow. I'll worry about it tomorrow. No, mama, you got to worry about it now. You have to decompress now. You have to take care of your mind, your heart, your spirit, your body now. Because you are the engine of the family. You are the thermostat of that house. You are the thing that makes everything pop and click. And you, if you're not taking care of yourself, if you're not decompressing, if you're not resting, if you're not decluttering, you're going to feel it. You may not feel it today. You may not feel it tomorrow. You may not feel it for six months. But when you when it finally hits you, it's it's gonna it's gonna feel like it hit you physically. So I need you to take the time to decompress, to take care of your mind. Uh, that could be going out with friends. That could be scheduling. Um, when I was younger, I used to have this thing called Third Saturdays, where me and my friends would get together, and I lived. We lived in different states, so I would get on a bus or get in a car, and we I would go to them because it was easier for me to go to them, and we would have a blast. Now, Third Saturdays was a little bit ratchet. Okay, don't judge me. Don't judge me. Third Saturdays was a little ratchet. We called it Vegas Saturdays because whatever happened in Vegas, baby, it stayed in Vegas, huh? And so. But it was a it was a time of decompression. Every third Saturday was my decompress. Uh, third yeah third uh, third Saturday was my decompression. So I would leave on like Friday afternoon. I would come back on Sunday afternoon, and whatever went down, <laughs> whatever went down on third Saturdays, baby. Listen, to this day, we don't speak of those things. They're the Saturdays we never speak of, and they go into the grave with us. We had fun. That's all you need to know. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, And so, but you need to decompress in that way. Like you need something along those lines, maybe not ratchet or maybe, maybe ratchet. Who knows? As long as you're not hurting anyone or yourself or dishonoring the Lord, I say, go for it. I say, go for it. Okay. But you need to decompress. And the last thing, but certainly not least is community. Now, this is a big one for us mamas, because like I said, we parent in a silo a lot of times. We're so busy doing, we're not taking the time being, doing the mom thing, doing this, doing that. But you, we're, like, mama, where are your people? Where are your friends? Just a couple people. Maybe you maybe you live in a space where you live in a place where you can't find uh, moms who share your interests. Um, <coughs> Mita Kina. <coughs> you need to download that app. But you need to find friends or people who you can share thoughts and space with people who you can just have coffee with people you can have play dates with oh y'all go to chick-fil-a let the kids go on a play place and y'all sit down and drink peach milkshakes i can't drink milkshakes but i would probably have an Arnold Palmer. but drink peach milkshakes and giggle and cackle while you keep an eye on the kids in the play place um go to uh what's out here monkey joe's monkey joe's is like this place that's just bounce houses it's literally just a a a building full of bounce houses let the kids go berserk on the bounce houses and y'all sit outside like y'all sit on the little the little seating areas we're in front of bounce houses keep an eye on the kids but spend time talking to other adults because let me tell you something listening to coco melon for five hours a day, six hours a day, seven hours a day, does something to your psyche, okay? I don't know what it does to an adult psyche. But it's, it's, I don't know. It's, I don't know. It, it, it works for children. It's, it, it makes the kids extremely happy, but it does something to the brain of a mom that makes you almost like fizz out. And so after listening to six, seven hours of Cocoa Melon or, um, or six, seven hours of baby show, you need to, you need to talk to adults, mom. <laughs> and so you need adult friends. You need a community. Um, 
I employ community. I, like I said before, I'm in group chats. I will call on my friends in a second. I'm like, hey, y'all, what y'all doing? I'm not even waiting on y'all to call me. I'm not waiting on y'all to call me. I'm calling you. Hey, y'all, what you got going on? How you feeling? How was your day? What y'all doing? Oh, he, I thought about this cute thing. Oh, y'all, oh, oh this is a new place to eat. I think we should go there. Oh, this new this new restaurant just opened up. I think we should go there. Oh, girl, did you see so-and-so? Oh, girl, did you see Method Man? Yes, girl, he is fine. Like, I will find a reason to talk to adults because I, lo- because I love my children and I'm here to develop them and grow them, but they cannot engage me on the level necessary to fill me up. And I, and though I understand the whole notion of my baby is my friend and that's my, my my broke best friend or whatever the case may be, your baby cannot be your friend on the level that you need, mama. You need friends. You need community. You need people, people your age, people in or, or older, people who are moms, people in your group, people in your demographic, people in your genre, people in your field of work. You need people that that can have conversation with you because there is something about community like the bible says every joint supplies right it's talking about the church though in, t- in terms of everyone has a gift and if everyone brings that gift together it makes for a it makes for a body but th- i think the same is true for friends like you get you some fr- you everybody you need a you need a, a friend group and the friend group needs to have the calm one the sober one the ratchet one the knuck if you buck one the saved one. I happen to be sev- in several of those compartments at the same. But you need a friend group, mama, okay? You need a group of people. And it don't got to be like 10 of y'all. It could be three of y'all. It could be two of y'all. I would recommend putting a third person in there. But like you just need to be able to have community with other people. Um, I, I, you, I can't emphasize that enough because I, I see so many times like Livy J for instance I mentioned her in the in, in my last episode Livy J I could tell by the way she was texting and the things she was typing that she had no one that she could call on she had no friends she could hang out with even friends who you bring your kids to my house and we'll let them listen they're gonna tear this house up but we can sit down and keep an eye on them as long as it doesn't get too too quiet because you know it's not the noise that's the, the alarming part. It's the quiet. When you got a house full of kids and nobody's making a sound, that's when you need to be like, wait, what is happening? And so but bring your kids over and, we, and we'll clean up together. But let's sit down with a glass of wine or sangria. That's my drink of choice. Sit down with a glass of sangria or coffee. Maybe you don't drink. Maybe some coffee, some tea, whatever. Some sweet tea, some lemonade iced tea cran apple whatever but sit down with moms and y'all just literally talk about whatever even if you're just sitting there giggling even if you're just sitting there inside even if you're just sitting there and the moms are silent while you're crying because literally you're at the end of your rope and you don't know what you're gonna do and you're like feeling all the pressure and all you can do is cry and there are no words to say and the moms see you and they understand a lot of times we cannot cry because because us being upset or frustrated or showing emotion in that way usually is very startling to our children because they see us as these almost superhuman beings because a lot of times that's how we present ourselves. But they see us as these superhuman people or superhuman beings. And so if we, they see us cry or they see us emotional, it frightens them. It unnerves them. It upends them because they're not accustomed to us being human beings. But your mom friends will let you be human. You may not be able to cry in front of them babies, but you can boo-hoo cry in front of a group of other moms, especially trusted moms. Find you a group of moms that you can trust and 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 establish 
just this just a, a relationship of trust and transparency because you're going to need them y'all are going to need each other moms we need each other the next god only knows what's going to happen in these next few months we're in july currently god only knows what's going to happen by the time december gets here you need you some mom friends to get on a zoom even with and be like girl uh, what is the country doing? We, there's so many crazy things happening in our country right now. Literally, the government is on one. They on one. And I said it on the podcast. But at the end of the day, you need to be able to call somebody up when, when, when the anxiety and all the social media and all the news and everybody's talking to you at the same time about the state of the country. You need to be able to turn all of that off and not live in your head and call a mom and y'all literally just giggle and laugh about whatever. Or talk and cry about whatever. But you cannot do this life as a mom without community. Um, we were not created to be by ourselves. And I really honestly think that it's necessary that you find mom friends. Um, like I said, I'm on the Meet Akina app. You can find mom friends there. Um, I have mom. I have friends from different areas of, of different uh, seasons of my life that I'm still friends with today. Every season I've been in, I've taken a friend with me. So I have mom friends from all seasons for all reasons and I can call each of them whenever necessary and we can talk and just hash out whatever whether we uh whether we are um talking trash on the phone about something or or some people or whether we are sharing a biblical understanding or whether we're talking through bible study because I got bible study friends um, or whether we're having, we're talking fashion or drinks or Pinterest boards or whatever, but I have friends for every sphere. Cause you know, your, your friends don't also don't have to be, you don't have to have your friends don't have to be your friends for every single thing. You may have work friends. You may have home friends. You may have Zumba friends. You may have, you know, arts and crafts friends, but you need what I'm the ultimate goal I'm saying is, and I'm, and I'm driving this home and I'm beating it to death because I need you to have friends, mama. You cannot continue to do this life alone. I know your your babies are your friends, or or if you're a married mom and you happen to be listening, and your husband is your best friend, but you need friends, sis. And I encourage you to get friends. So go on and download the Medikina app. Find me. I'll be your friend to start off with, and then I'll introduce you to a bunch of people, and you can get you some friends, okay? Well, this has been the episode. Um, I thank you guys for listening, and I appreciate each and every one of you. I love you, mama. And I want to see you succeed. Thank you for joining me on this week's episode of Raising These Babies. I hope you enjoyed yourself and that you got what you needed while we were together. Subscribe to the podcast anywhere podcasts are streamed and follow us on Instagram at the Raising These Babies podcast. If you have any questions you'd like answered during a future episode, slide in my DMs and I'll answer them on the next episode of Raising These Babies. Today was fun. Talk to you later, mama. Have a phenomenal day.